Hello and welcome to John Cook Ministries podcast. I'm John Cook. Welcome back to our continuing study on the pastoral epistles. This is the study on 1st and 2nd Timothy and the book of Titus. We now join in progress part 12 of our continuing study. Not only should we give heed to ourselves and to our doctrine by being on our guard, but we should keep our sins judged and confessed. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 through 11 tells us to keep our sins judged, keep them confessed before God, and watch out for your temper, preacher. Temper is something that's hard to control, but it's something the Bible tells us we are to, to control. James tells us in James chapter 1 and verse 19, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. We should learn as preachers to give ourselves quickly to forgiveness and do not harbor grudges against people. James 5 verse 9 says, Grudge not one against another, brethren, lest ye be condemned. Behold, the judge standeth before the door. Don't, don't live a life carrying grudges. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 32 tells us, Be kind one to another, tenderhearted, and here it is, forgiving one another. Even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you, we forgive because God has forgiven us. And he's forgiven us for Christ's sake. So we're to forgive others for the same reason. And we're to make sure that we spend time in the book. I emphasize that again and again and again. And the reason I emphasize it is because it's so easy for us to get away from reading the Bible, studying the Bible, comparing Scripture with Scripture, here a little, there a little. But we need that in our lives. And not only spending time in the book, the Word of God, the King James Bible, spend time in prayer, talking to God. Jeremiah chapter 17, verses 5 through 8 says, Thus saith the Lord, Cursed be the man that trusteth in man, and maketh flesh his arm and whose heart departeth from the Lord. For he shall be like the heath in the desert, and shall not see what good cometh, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness, in a salt land, not inhabited. Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord, whose hope the Lord is. For he shall be as a tree, planted by the waters, and that spreadeth out her roots by the river, and shall not see when heat cometh. But her leaf shall be green, and shall not be careful in the year of drought, neither shall cease from yielding fruit. Oh, how we need to be careful that we don't trust man, but we trust the Lord. We don't trust what men say, we trust what Thus saith the Lord, as God has given us his words 
by inspiration in the King James English Bible. And as we've said before, abstain from all appearance of evil. So not only are we to take heed to ourselves, but take heed unto the doctrine. Be sure your doctrine remains firmed. Be sure your doctrine remains firmly fixed in the words of God, not man's wisdom. Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 4, And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 13, Paul says, Which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Give men, thus saith the Lord. Don't give men, thus saith this preacher or that preacher, whoever he may be. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 15 through 17 says, And that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, truly furnished unto all good works. We have the Scriptures. We are privileged to hold the Scriptures given by inspiration of God in our hands in the English language in the King James Bible. We're to study it that we might know the Scriptures because the Scripture is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Notice it's not all doctrine that it's profitable for, but it's all profitable. Romans 6 and verse 17 says, But God be thanked that ye were the servants of sin, but ye have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered you. Obeying the doctrine of the word of God. Romans 16 and verse 17 says, Brethren, mark them which cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you have learned, and avoid them. Doctrine matters. If they come preaching another doctrine, avoid them. Stay clear of them. Then he says, not only are we to take heed to ourselves and to the doctrine, but we're to continue in the doctrine. Don't give up. Don't set aside the doctrines of the word of God for the philosophies of men or the ideas of men. We're to continue, meaning that we're to continue preaching it. It's to be the forefront of our preaching. 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 14 says, But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. Continue in them by taking heed to ourselves and to the doctrine and continuing in the doctrines. Then he says, in doing this, thou shalt both save thyself 
Now, what in the world is he talking about saving myself? Because I'm already saved. Well, there's part of me that's not saved, and that's my body of flesh that will be saved when I get to heaven. But until that day, it won't be. But he's not talking about that either. He's talking about saving my ministry. He's talking about the saving the quality of my service for God. Paul talks about that in 1 Corinthians 9 and verse 26 and 27 when he says, I therefore so run, not as uncertainly, so fight I, not as one that beateth the air, but I keep under my body and bring it into subjection, lest that by any means... When I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. What's a castaway? That's somebody that God can't use anymore. Oh, he's saved, but God can't use him anymore. He's lost his testimony. He's lost his effectiveness in serving the Lord. Paul said, I do everything to the saving of my ministry and my testimony. This modern Christian music that we have and preaching is based upon evolution. It has no certain ending to it. But there is a certain ending in Scripture, and it all stems from our doctrine. Not only will we save ourselves, but we'll save them that hear us. Here's a scary thought. My life does not only influence me. As someone has said, no man is an island. No man liveth to himself, no man dieth to himself, Romans 14, 17 says. Others are watching me and following me. They're listening to what I say and what I don't say. They're seeing how I behave and how I don't behave. They're like my children when they were little. They'd follow along in daddy's footsteps. I can remember as a veteran missionary preaching and teaching men for the ministry. There were young men watching us to see what the ministry was and whether the ministry was real and whether the message was real. Knowing this then, that I'm not going to just influence my life by what I do then I most certainly must behave myself that others be not led astray. Walk carefully. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 7 and 9 says, To fathers thou shalt diligently teach them unto thy children, shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, when thou walkest by the way, when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. And thou shalt bind them as a sign upon thine hand. And they shall be as frontlets between thine eyes. And thou shalt write them upon the post of thy house and on thy gates. In other words, Daddy, keep the law of God before your children. And while you're doing it, keep it before your neighbors. And while you're doing that, keep it before your eyes. Young preachers, keep the doctrines of the Word of God and the truths of the Word of God and the service of God in front of others. 
in front of those around you and keep them before yourself. By doing these things and preaching these things, you'll both save yourself, that is your ministry, and others that follow you. That is, you'll save their Christian life to where they continue to be used of God and can be used by God. Well, may God bless you. Until the next lesson. Hey, this is John Cook again. Thank you for listening to the John Cook Ministries podcast on the pastoral epistles. Before you hit that exit button, how about take some time and leave us a comment or maybe a prayer request or what question do you have that we might be able to answer for you? Let us know how we can help you. And don't forget to subscribe to the John Cook Ministries podcast. And you will get the next lesson just as soon as it is released. Well, we'll say goodbye for now. God bless.